0: The Rossoneri renaissance is complete after 11 years. Once again, Milan are the champions of Italy. It's they who wear the crown for the 2021-22 season. Yes, yes, yes. We're back again. Give me a chance Milan. This is our first episode um, for 2022-2023 season.
1: After the first game, how you feel? Uh, hi guys, my name is Chin, as you already know. Um, I think my uh, my blood pressure was just slightly high, but that's expected. <laughs> Dave, Dave knows, but it was good. It was good. It was a good first week in uh, in Syria all along. So uh, uh, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling confident about it. To be frank, yeah, so, it's amazing though
0: because um, the reason is seventy thousand spectators packed in Sarsil. Seventy thousand? You mean that was the first time. Yes, that was the first time um, San was parked like that since 2009. Mm-hmm. That shows that this is the new era for Milan, and I'm so excited about the whole... Because, look, it's it's a work in progress, and we've been on this path for, like, what, four or five years now, right? And I'm so excited that we begin to get there. And I can see some clubs that claim to be big, big plus. We'll talk about it later. And they're progressing yeah. while we're progressing. So that's good. Anyways. Well, yeah. to be frank
1: with you, my two cents on the capacity fans, uh, what, what I learned from that is uh, people do like to support a winning team. Mm-hmm. That's, so that's my big takeaway from it. <laughs> so, you, so you know. So the, Milan, Milan um, you have the core fans, but mm-hmm. the truth is everybody wants to be part of uh, a winning culture. Yeah. Uh, Milan represents winning to these days. So guess what? Uh, even the the fans that have been heartbroken for years, they, they are now excited to come back and see some stuff. Even the, the so-called fans that weren't like core fans, they are, they all want to go see the San Siro. That's, that's, it. that's, that's exactly what winning does for you. Exactly. People are excited about winning and they want to come watch you. And it, it, it's, it's contagious. So I'm, I'm really happy. It was nice watching the game, seeing the crowd, feeling the energy uh, from the TV. Um but it was good. Yeah, I think it was an electric
0: atmosphere. And also one thing I also saw um about the packed San Zero is it kind of like put a lot of pressure on some players and also some players actually use that as a fuel to fire to so like to fire themselves up and play good games and stuff. So did you notice that? Um. Okay, so
1: I will tell you this. I I said Don't it in the call previous my voice. podcast. No, come Yeah, no. In the previous podcast, I said <laughs> I said it before, right? Like the fans, right? Especially at home, they they do play a key role. This is why, like this Milan squad, I feel like has grown. That's where they grew grew the most. Is that mindset, right? You know, just some people just using that as a fuel, and then the guys that cannot use it as fuel, not letting it affect them too badly. Um, I won't name names, but everybody's different, right? So uh the no, example. You know, actually, let's talk about it. Let's
0: name names. This is it though. I noticed something about Messias. When Messias oh. playing the San Zero, mm-hmm. I kind of feel like he feels nervous and he's not himself. Like even mm-hmm. like that last game, I can I kind of feel it too. Like I felt it was a little bit like maybe tense let me use that word. Do you notice anything?
1: Yeah, but that's the point, right? So confidence comes from knowing who you are and what you've done in the past. Right, believing in yourself. Junior is still trying to figure that part of himself out, regardless of the fact that he joined Milan and he won the league. So mm-hmm. if you look at guys that use that as steel, you're talking about guys like uh, Teo Hernandez. You know, people that enjoy the fans, the atmosphere. L- layout likes the crowd. He's a showman, yes. right? So the more you, the more you do that, the more you want people to, you know, notice you. I, I, I haven't seen much about Junior Messias outside of the football field so I don't know his personality off the mm-hmm. field mm-hmm. but I can tell you that actually plays a role if you're the guy that wants everybody to notice you then that's it even a guy like Diaz Brahim Diaz yes right? mm-hmm. he played for big teams in the past he played mm-hmm. for City, Manchester uh, Real Madrid so, to him it's nothing new he enjoys the crowd he enjoys the, the you know he, the, he played for City too right? Yeah, yeah, he was from City, I think. I went. Well, it wasn't it a regular. When
0: was a City though?
1: No, no. But the point is, just being part of Junior hasn't is not there yet, right? So it's that's that's a transition. But this is the point though. The good thing is, Milan can overcome those kind of uh, issues with some players. About actually, I was impressed about Kalulu. Now, the reason I was impressed about Kalulu is because in my head. He would have been one of those players that would have had to kind of melted under the whole, you know, spotlight. But one thing I know about him. So remember, there was a time last day they did that. Um, they did. They showed behind the scenes. Yeah. And he was walking through the uh, Milanello training center. He was talking to people. That was the moment I realized the, the kind of person he was. Like that, the confidence at that age to walk yeah. through and everybody greet everybody, be like friends with everybody. Yeah. Trust me, that shows the what you think of yourself and. That's exactly the mindset you need for the 70,000 every night at the San Siro. Yeah, um, no, that's the uh,
0: go ahead. Now, this is, I mean, the game was against Udinese. Udinese is always a, a turn in the flesh for Milan. Now, the question is, do you think, um, if Milan is having a packed stadium like this against a very strong team like, for example, Juventus or Inter or Roma, do you think, um, it will have a, any sort
1: of effect on them? Uh, I, yes. Because the downside to having a lot of people on in the stadium is that pressure, and the problem with pressure is it's okay when you're playing against Udinese, mm-hmm. but uh, when you play against Ju- uh, Juventus or Inter Milan and it's mm-hmm. a it's a derby, now everything matters a little bit more. So like when y- the fans groan a little bit more, like you can hear them groan, and then now you're feeling the pressure to actually do more. But then the problem is you're not going to get the errors that Udinese gave, the gifts that they gave you, right? So mm-hmm. then now you're pressing, and the more you press the more likely you are to expose yourself and leave yourself vulnerable and you probably get hits and you will actually concede more goals. Like it's, it's a classic thing. Like if you talk about um, what's it called? The the derby. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why every time you watch Milan play the derby, it's almost like you. for me, I never recognize the Milan team I see at the derby regardless of what has happened previously. It's because once the derby shows up, yeah, there is this extra pressure, right? All week, everybody talked about the derby. You're walking on yeah. the street. Right? Players feel it. Right? And regardless of where they play, obviously it's, it's the same stadium. Exactly. The same Milan team will go out to Rome or go to Turin and they'll play a good game and they show back and then Inter Milan all of a sudden. And it's not just Milan, it's both Inter and Milan hmm. because this is exactly what the crowd does to you. And then this Milan team now, the only good thing for them going forward, I'll tell you this, is trust. If I can trust them, <laughs> I'm, I'm betting you a lot of people can trust them because last year and other years, I'm, I'm not hmm. kidding. The thing is, you you haven't seen them do it. But now we know. One thing that stood out to me is, you know, this is one thing I like about uh, the Serie A. They give you the Scudetto, right? The crest on your chest. So when I saw Calabria pick up the ball, I was like, ah, it's been long since I saw that. And to me, I'm sure the players see that. It reminds you of what you've achieved the previous year. So you have to step up, right? right? So I think it's going to be a different mentality for them. And it's also going to be different because there's a little bit more quality with the squad. We'll get there. Well, I think it's, it's going. It's not going to have too much of an impact on the team because it's actually a slightly better team than last year when you Definitely. look at all the players overall. But,
0: and the hold players. on, hold on. You say slightly better? Come on, man.
1: Oh, oh yeah, I say slightly better because for me, man, like we will get there. had I just see <laughs> his absence, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> not having to Let's yeah. save that. Let's yeah. save
0: that to the next. Okay, oh, yeah, yeah. okay. Let's let's get let's get let's let's get to the game. Um, I noticed something. The last two games, our last preseason, we considered very early. Within a, within a minute, we're to the yeah. I just kind of feel like, I feel like um, it's becoming Concentration.
1: a happy... Concentration. Concentration. That's what it is. Like, I kept, I told you that, it, the, when you're a full person, a person that is full, is not as hungry as a person that is empty. So Milan comes into the game and then yeah. all of a sudden they're not as focused as they, they should be at the, before the start of the game. So and not, not you're even talking about conceding early. That's even not the problem for me. The problem is the manner of goals they concede. It's typically headed goals, okay? Yeah. Goals blows up high, right? So duos, aerial duos. So in the first goal against Udinese, um, Leao and I can't remember who the other person was. They weren't actually. They didn't attack the ball. Now this might come to. It might have something to do with maybe Milan actually does a zoning zone, um, as opposed to man on man defending when it comes to heading the yeah. ball because yeah. they looked lost, right? Because with the man on man, you would know that's your guy, but with zone, it's like you see two people both wanting to go for the ball, yeah, but nobody decides to attack it with ferocity, right? You see, okay, so that
0: yeah, I noticed something though. Before sorry, the cut it short. I just want to chip in a point here because I noticed that when. Zlatan, when well, Zlatan is playing, right, and there's a, maybe set piece or corner, like Zlatan always man the first pole. Yeah, he's in the front post. Exactly. And or maybe G- or Olivier Giroud, right? Olivier so G- this G- is it. exactly this either is it. Giroud or Zlatan, and the same spot
1: was where Rebic was when that goal happened. Good. So it's Rebic and layout. So here's the other aspect of conceding headed goals. Okay, two. The first one was from a set piece, a corner kick. Mm-hmm. Um, the the other thing I'm also noticing is. Pierre Kalulu as as he is excellent okay mm-hmm. excellent on everything but when it comes to aerial duels i think that's his one area of improvement that he needs to work on i say that because aerial duels for defenders is one of the trickiest aspects of defending right yeah. italian defenders used those days like nesta for instance and they were so good at it because it's all about timing your ability not your ability to jump it's your timing because even a very athletic player does, that doesn't that can't time the jumping you just miss it so, I noticed, like, that's something that uh, Kalulu needs to work on, because if you notice when Simon Kea plays, he's actually quite good at heading the ball. It comes with experience, and not just Kalulu. Even tomorrow is not the world beater with high uh, Jules. Exactly. Now, the follow-up to that is when you don't have any any actual strikers, because when it comes to heading the ball, mm-hmm. two categories of people are excellent, centre-backs and forwards, like your strikers, right? Because that's what they do for a living. They're either attacking the ball to score, or you're attacking it to defend, right? Milan doesn't have a, a huge number nine, or they didn't have a huge number nine in the last game, in the preseason They didn't. That's why they conceded those goals. So for me, for me, it's a slight problem that can be fixed easily. But let's not let's not worry too much about it. The big worry too is that concentration early games because it's not we're playing Atlanta next week. We're going to talk about that this week. Exactly, exactly. Um, everybody, you can't score four goals or you can't easily come back against everybody. But so, my question is, my question is, if we play a team like
0: Inter Milan, for example, or we play a team like Juventus that has like strikers like Blažić, um, or maybe Lukaku. Or like that has these tall strikers that they're loading balls to the to on a regular basis and stuff. Like, how do you feel? Like, do you see us? Do you see, uh, we, ju- Milan uh, do we just. I think we just. <laughs> <pray>. <laughs> <laughs> we just pray and hope because the reality, right? Because, because it will so happen. It's happen. happen. It's gonna happen. We're gonna play against so, anyway. What I like to
1: know. Of course. Anyway, we like we of course. So next week, so, we talk, okay, we will talk about next week, right? This coming yeah. week. Okay, so we will get there. So, Let me just so, finish up by saying this. As far as I'm concerned, like the impressive things. I don't know if you want to talk about the things that impressed me the most about the past game. Oh, we'll get there, we'll get there, we'll get there. Oh, okay, okay. Let's go to the
0: next one. I'm so, so excited to see Diaz in the form that he is right now. Like, Bram Diaz is one of the (laughs) the reasons why we won that game.
1: Do you you agree? Uh, Yes, but then again, like, the problem with Diaz has never been about his technical ability per se. Mm-hmm. When it comes to, like, actually, like, uh, putting in one or two good performances. You remember last year, the first five or six games, he basically just went on a tear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The problem yeah, is yeah. consistency. Good. And that consistency has a lot to do with what we talked about before, physical build, right? Mm-hmm. So he's done it now. He's physically at the peak of his he, he's feeling himself, right? After a couple of games, he's probably going to get some wear and tear from injury and from getting knocked down and whatever. And then there, that's where his form actually takes a big dip, right? For so me.
0: Yeah, I understand. But if he maintains this form, like if he maintains. But his he
1: cannot form, maintain this form because we've both seen it that <laughs> every year he starts out great and then this he doesn't is maintain it.
0: The this is it. No, I, I disagree with you on this one. I will tell you why I disagree with you because this is it. I believe every player has stages that they develop, like their developmental stages. And I feel like. Diaz struggled a lot last season because of his physical problems. You couldn't cope with the physicality of Serie A, like being a regular. Because last season was one of the seasons that he was playing a regular. Like two seasons ago, when when, when was around, Diaz wasn't that, wasn't playing that regular, right? He was coming was a squad player. He was coming in, but last season they entrusted that particular role to him because of the fact that they feel like he he's ready for it. But I don't think he was ready last season. Not because of the fact that he wasn't... So, what,
1: so what's changed between last season and... Tell me what you've seen between last season and... Okay, no, no, think, no, no, let me put it back. Tell me yeah. what you've seen between August, September last season and um, August August this year. Like, what's the difference for Diaz? That, that is making you believe that there's a two, change two, in... Uh, two
0: things, two things. Mm-hmm. Number one,
1: mm-hmm. there's a lot of competition now.
0: So you do. he doesn't have a choice. He has to step up. So what I'm talking about okay. you have like, what, the Ketelara, you have Adli, even like, yeah. if possible, like they can zone in, like maybe Messias and other players into the midfield, and um, Kunish is there as well. Like that's how bad it was for him last season. For 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 Pioli to be choosing Kunish ahead of Diaz, yeah. it shows that Pioli has lost patience in
1: him. So that's then, amazing. what then? What you're saying is Diaz's problem was uh, psychological as well as physical. Yes. So now, the and, center, and, center, and you believe and you believe he has fixed his psychological problem because they brought more people to to give him psychological headache. Let me, physical aspect.
0: If you are at a company, right? <laughs> yeah. And you're, yeah. You're, you're, the only, you're the only person for a particular role. <laughs> Listen, you're the only person for a, particular, for a particular role. And all of a sudden, you, you're doing what you like. Because you feel like, oh yeah, whether they like? not, They're going to come back to me anyway. And all of a sudden, you just realize that you woke up for morning, you show up to work and they say, oh yeah, this is it, you have like two other guys that are for your position now, so it's up to you to decide. Whoever gets, whoever does better,
1: gets the job. What are you going to do? But, okay, that's a very, very loaded question because you know what that you know what you're actually assuming here—that Brian Diaz is what we call—he uh, is, he has this level of motivation that most times is actually is uh, is basically he comes from other folks, external motivation, right? It's not internal yeah. motivation. Mm-hmm. But you know the problem with people that actually tend to be externally motivated most times. For well, those people, you the know what happens. Yeah, exactly, and it doesn't, last, it doesn't last long because all it takes is for them to realize quickly that ah, there's no more competition. I, have, to go you. I
0: have a feeling that if he maintains that physical level, he can still play. It can be very, very. Um, but he, this he the part of the, of the physical
1: level is we mentioned it before. His issue is that he actually gets hit a lot for a guy that is small. Anyway, the long and short is I'm I'm happy. I actually saw him like. He was sharp. He looked sharp. I saw a picture in preseason. He was built. It looks like he has been putting time in the gym. But the problem is, I don't think he's going to grow a few more inches. Okay, and he's not. Nothing is changing with that, right? So now we played with Dinesi. I don't know how many times did you see a midfielder in a, in uh that actually touched him. Wait, wait until you play... Wait until you play maybe a Roma or like a... A that is more attacking than you Yeah, we're, we're talking about attacking thing. or Marcelo Brozovic where they literally just bulldoze you out of the way. Let me put it simply. I can't be the guy that actually is anti-anybody at Milan because for me... If everybody's playing well, then that means Milan is actually good. But I'm going to be realistic with you. Yeah, I am not banking my hope on Brahim Diaz taking us to uh, a repeat Scudetto title because that's not actually going to happen. Okay, I think I'm more, I'm, I'm, you know, what I'm banking my hope on uh-huh. that um, there are options. Okay, so when this feeds in by in the next three to four weeks. And he goes back to the Diaz that we know. We'll Give him a little bit of break, and there's not a lot of pressure on him. And then maybe he can recover physically quickly, better, okay? As opposed to forcing him in when he's still not physically where he should be. And then you know, Amilan I will lose a miss a bit. Rabbit yeah. is the man of the moment. Do you agree? Okay. To- no, you say Rabich is the man of the moment. Yes. Here's the thing. With, here's the thing with Rabich. Okay. I seem to remember in the World Cup. I never liked Rebic. Yeah, How yeah, I remember. Was. Like we, we and that world
0: oh, yeah. for a long time. <laughs> okay, the reason I never liked
1: Rebic was because I thought he was too Sometimes I say I call him a defensive forward, right? But what I realized quickly was that was the requirement of the Croatia team. Because the first time I saw Rebic play was at the World Cup in 2018. Mm-hmm. He just worked hard. He was like Manzukic. Defensive, I call them defensive forwards. Like I, they just work for the team. But the rabbit that has, that I've seen at Milan, one thing I can tell you is he's one of the most technically gifted players when it, when it comes to actually striking the ball at Milan. And I say that because, like, I, I remember the goals, he scored like a few of the goals. Yeah. He is, he is just like a lot of players that with their names are each, uh, the Ibrahimovic and the Modric and all the, all the Eastern European players. They're so good at hitting the ball. And I respect Rebic for that. And he works hard. The hard-working aspect of him has not left him. Yeah. and I appreciate that because he moves. So the thing that actually I he always complained about me and juro The problem I have with juro is that he doesn't he's not fluid enough, right? He doesn't move enough for the other guys. Yeah, you so know. And,
0: team, and to be sincere, honestly, like I really enjoyed like I was watching Rabbit over the weekend, right? A lot of things has changed for him because if you see his
1: hold-up play, for example, like okay, here's the thing. First of all, Rabbit was injured last year. He had a, a lot of time to recover his feet, his feet. Re- Rebic works hard. He can be anything. He can be very ill disciplined. Yeah. He can be very stubborn. But mm-hmm. he actually does have tenacious. Like he is actually very, you know, what you're talking about what's his name? Um Red Diaz and people pushing yeah. him. You don't need to push Rebrich. He he literally pushes himself. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah. He, he does, he does. He does. He, yeah, he is self-motivated and he is very determined. The no. thing is, I see Rebbich, I'll tell you from my own, my personal thing. I believe, as far as I'm concerned, his best position for Milan, is not really at, as a out and out nine. Mm-hmm. I believe he works best when he's on the other side with, what's his name, Teo Hernandez. Because every time he's there with Teo, he helps him defensively, and then Teo just looks like, I don't know, like a god offensively. The problem with Leao and Teo on the left side is that Leao doesn't defend. Yeah, so they- Teo, has, they have, uh, Teo has to worry about defending. So actually, yeah. in my own opinion, Milan's solution, listen to this and listen carefully, last solution to our right-wing problem is actually Rebic. <laughs> yeah, I said it. I'm not even missing words. Because your boy, Junior Messias, nah, He's not. Called, he doesn't call it. Because two things. Rebic is elite at working hard. Mm-hmm. Rebic is actually good at scoring. And he has an attacker instinct, so he will always find his way in the box and finish up. You remember when he and Ibra had that connection? There was a well, time the problem Ibra- though, The problem is, like we have a, there's a way that
0: we play. We have a way of playing. Rebic is right-footed. And Considering that Revit is right-footed, he just that could to play from the right wing. If you notice, always, you always look for either a left guy playing from the right wing and a right-footed playing from the left wing. That's just how it's been working for. You. Okay, excuse me. And that. there's reason, right, because okay. when they're <laughs> in the middle, when they're in the middle, there's always chances of either making passes that penetrates diagonally in the defense of the opponent. Or there could be square players that goes in Giving chances for all strikers
1: like strikers like Giroud, for example, Ibrahimovic. Yeah, so go ahead. Dave. Dave. I like that concept. It's a concept. It's a very generic, like general concept. Everybody does it. You play your right foot, then play on the left, and play your left on the right. But you know what the problem is? How many times have you watched Milan and went, "Oh wow, what they pass by uh, layout to anybody?" Like the idea is, you cut, you shoot, you, you open your angle so you can shoot. Oh, we'll get to layout in a minute. But the point is. For me, that whatever you think you're gaining by that, mm-hmm. and then you decide not to play Rebich because you want to play Junior Messias. It's a huge loss because I'd rather have... By the way, Rebich can play with left or right footed in a way. Well, so I'd rather actually, yes. i I rather actually have Rebich with his right leg. In fact, one-legged Rebich. <laughs> okay, so here's the other thing, right? I think Rebich is awesome. He's doing well, and I'm actually happy he looks fit. He's running, and mm-hmm. Milan needs him. And if I were actually to coach that team, yeah. I'll probably play him and probably somebody like, uh, what's his name? Ivoko um, really. But we'll get to Leao. Leao! About, like I mentioned Leao. No, me no, let's, let's, let's talk about Leao. Let's talk about Leal. Okay, let me give you this point on Leao. Mm-hmm. So, coming into this season, you know what yeah. I expected of him uh-huh. in terms of improvement? Yeah. Finishing. So, when you cut in, the elite with that shot, you see that you talked about cutting in and shooting. Yeah. When you cut in, so you watch Mosala, right? Uh, money or even Diaz. This week, uh, today Diaz, uh, Diaz in uh, uh, Liverpool. You cut yeah. in elite players when they make that cut. Mm-hmm. That shot is going to either test the keeper or it's going in. But Leao cuts in and then he shoots the ball like somehow he, he's checking out somebody all the way up high. Oh, like, at this well, point, go yeah, ahead. But the, but the shot
0: like that. That shot was very That don't forget it was left footed. Oh, no, no,
1: I get it. But this is my point. I was that's was okay. so, so, yeah, I'm bad not bad. Actually, I'm not complaining about Rafael Leao. I'm just saying my expectation for him is that maybe five out of ten times he takes those shots. Yeah. It's either going in or at least forcing a save from the goalkeeper. Because I think, you know what? My own opinion, I feel Leal will be better this season. Well, be this last. is the thing. This is how he becomes better. Because he already, like last year, he proved that he can actually make the decision of passing the ball. Yeah. That's great. But now he needs to make them fear him by making sure because for me mm-hmm. I take away well the way power short and power like short power and accuracy go hand yeah. in hand right so you if you try to be more accurate it's going to be less powerful so okay. you try, let him let, let him fine-tune that that's your only that's the only criticism for him that's all.
0: let's go to the next one So okay, who are your tops and flops?
1: Well top number one rubbish. number two would be uh thinking of it now. Hmm. I think for me, uh, Rebic is obviously number one by far. I have them here. I listed them. So Rebic is MVP. Actually, I did not even have anybody else, but if I actually was forced to pick, I would pick, uh, Calabria just a little bit. Um, just a little because I saw him like uh, in your attacking end. He actually was present. Who's your uh, but Rebic. Well, and Diaz. Sorry. Diaz. Diaz. Sorry. Mm-hmm. I take, I take, I take Calabria. also. Rebic number one. Diaz number two. <laughs> Sorry, Who's your flop? Bad. Who's your flop? My my biggest flop is your boy. You already know the
0: answer.
1: <laughs> oh man. So oh junior, man. junior see, messias. Okay, I'll tell you. Uh huh. So junior, junior messias was a flop for me simply because on a, first of all, I didn't see a lot of a lot from him, number one. And second of all, like all I saw was mostly him getting scared, like you mentioned, about like not not being himself. And then the second goal. You know, when you, he did a great job of being in position to defend. But he might as well not be there if you're just going to stand and, you know, admire the cross, right? Like, I'm just saying, like, getting there, awesome. But if you're going to get there and just admire the cross, you're even just making your defenders think that there's somebody there. So he might as well not be there. At least everybody knows, okay, there's nobody here. So we have to cover that. I don't know if you understand what I mean. Like, it's worse worse to be there and do nothing than actually not be there. Because at least you give somebody an idea. Oh, yeah, there's an empty space here. He stood there and just watched the guy just run and just hit the ball like he didn't actually. Why were you there? Okay. So anyway, I'm not. I'm not actually pounding yes. on him. I told my top.
0: My, my top. My top is my top is ribich and. Oh, I'm, I thought you were gonna say Diaz. No, no, my you you're high on Diaz today. My my top is Ribit and I think I I'm also gonna pick um Theo Hernandez. He did an amazing job. Like Theo's marking these days is just different. Like, the way he marks, like he's so. Like, he's angry. He's angry. He's
1: pissed. He's almost like, like he's pissed at somebody.
0: Yeah, like he play. Like he's different. Like he, he used to be very, very, um, very passive with his marking before. Like now he's changed a lot. Like even like his calculations and everything. Like before, like I used to be scared when there is one on one against Hernandez. Now I don't. Even, it doesn't bother
1: me anymore. Like it's just he, he's, a guy that. So there is the what I call like an example of how people can. Imp- so defending in sports, right? Regardless of the sport, yeah, is about two factors: your e- effort level and your your mindset, okay? Mm. I'm not even joking. If you have the right mindset, I mean, concentration-wise, you tell yeah. yourself, okay, I want to concentrate, right? I talked about Messi as not paying yeah. attention. If yeah. you saw that guy, he would have basically done something to, you know, force that header, I don't know, distract him. Attention, mindset, concentration level, and also effort. Because I know this, we both know this. You can decide how much effort you want to give when you are defending. Attacking is a completely different thing. You can decide you want to give all the effort, but if you don't have the skill set to do it, you can't. Mm -hmm. So he is Theo is a prime example of people that can improve defending by actually because his biggest problem was concentration. Okay. He gets bored. yes, And then he wasn't actually that interested in defending. It wasn't because he can't. I always joke with people when they talk about James Harden in basketball. Like, James Harden can't defend. He can't defend. No, it's not because he can't defend. He doesn't want to do it because he doesn't see the value in it. It's not he can't. If you put him as a life or death, they will defend. Okay. So something changed in Teo, And I remember when he did. They gave him the captain, armband, And that day he came out, like, angry. And since then he realized. And then also, here's the other thing. The French call-up. Mm-hmm. Okay so Theo is competing with Lu- Lucas Digney okay
0: mm-hmm.
1: and Lucas Digney is actually a very attacking football, uh, left back what's going to differentiate Theo and Lu- Lucas is actually your ability to defend because now he's showing himself to be a reliable defender he's also very good excellent he's excellent going forward so mm-hmm. what's your knock what's your knock on him so he's probably just he's probably going to make it to the World Cup simply because of his ability to defend because to be frank, he and Lucas Digna are almost close enough when it comes to the attacking football. And now he's setting himself as apart. So you talk about, okay, here's a prime example. Uh, TAA, Trent, Alison, Arnold and yeah. uh, James, with James. Any day, any day, I'll take with James and I'll tell you why. Because with James is really so, honest, yeah. he's so good defensively yeah, he's and good. he's actually quite impressive going forward. forward, he, might not forward. Be TAA, he might not be TAA going forward. But well, it's actually, so if you say TA is a 100 going forward, Trent might be like a 95. Yeah. But defensively, Trent is uh, TA is like a 100 and Trent is like a an 80, 80 you know, 75. Right. See? Anyway, so that's where Teo is now so, appreciating himself. And I appreciate it.
0: Yeah. On to the next one. What's your review on, um, on uh, our new boy? CDK. Our new car. Well, okay, so. Pump the brakes. Okay. <laughs> pump the brakes. <laughs> so. so older, older. I watched this guy for twenty twenty six or twenty eight minutes. Like literally his movement on a ball, his distribution, his passes. Trust me, this is a newborn caca. I'm not, I, I don't okay, so- I don't care how you feel. It's just the way it is.
1: Because the so word this guy plays, yeah? Uh, before, you, before you blaspheme against uh, <laughs> the against one of the, the best players Milan has ever seen, Gracie San zero. Yes, uh, yes. Before you blaspheme, hold on, time out. I know we've been in purgatory for like almost more than 10 years. We've been bad. We haven't seen good players come through Milan in the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. Okay. I happened to watch Kaka play football. And he was my favorite player growing up when I was a Milan fan, like earlier on as a I think young he I think guy. it is for a lot of people. Okay. You never... Okay, compare that because here's the thing. I'm I'm doing. not comparing. Don't get me wrong. I'm not comparing him. With you you can I'm, say, oh my God, he does feel. He has a feel like his playing style, his fluidity, <laughs> his movement feels like Kaka. They are not the same. Because here's the thing, though, the same Caca that we actually as we know of as of 2007, he eventually became that. Right? Every player grows. Yeah. So you guys, Milan fans, sometimes annoy me. Okay, mm-hmm. I, and I'm a Milan fan and I know where you guys are knowing me because we are so used to mediocrity in the last few years mm-hmm. that we forget what actual quality looked like. That even when we see a, an okay player, we try to make him or his heart C- look C- like CDK it. is not okay. Of course, he is, but is he actually like because when you talk of Kaka, I'm thinking of like Kevin brain level Whoa. of balance. that's the level I'm talking Whoa. about. <laughs> Trust me, even KDB that you're talking about now,
0: KDB, like. What, six, seven, before he, joined, before he joined Manchester City, we both know who he was. Like, he wasn't popular. You do he know a, he, that. He grew okay, here's the thing right? He himself, yeah.
1: Yeah, but and CDK is 21, like years, just, he's 21 years old. He yeah. He's clearly a very talented player. I can mm-hmm. see it. And I see how he can help Milan. And this is where he, together with uh, what's his name? Uh, Benassé, And what's his other guy's name? Adli. And Tonal, like, those are the core players that, to yeah. me, if you find a way, Way to integrate them together. Milan can actually play more possession football because I possession think, football is about I th- I think, football is about moving, moving I think the KTLA can,
0: Sorry, I think the KTLA can actually play. Um, do better than Diaz, way way
1: better than anyone. But this now. is the point. Did you know? Did you notice I didn't mention Diaz in that conversation? Yeah, yeah intentionally not because for me, eventually I see him playing there because mm-hmm. of his size. Yeah. And his ability to help control the flow of the game, exactly. right? So yeah. he always, he gives me, you know who he gives me? And this is not like a slight on him. Mario Pasilic. So we see Pasilic play this coming weekend. Okay, listen carefully. Okay. Listen carefully. Okay. Mario in okay. Not in the sense of, oh my God, they are the same players. Their height, their size, their style of play. Quick passes, move, movement, you know, like drag the ball along with you. I'm not even making this up. And don't worry when you watch uh Atalanta play this weekend against Milan, remember Passage. And we will we'll review this game right now. <laughs> let's get to this game because we don't have more time. Okay, so um by the so, way, like I, I'm excited about CDK, but not as much as you guys. I'm I'm taking I'm trying to temper my expectation here. So so
0: Atalanta this weekend. I, I um I caught a glimpse of their game over the weekend and
1: um I did not. Oh, I watched okay. the highlights.
0: I actually did a little bit. I was on and off on the game, and um, it's a new team. They have Lukman. we have, Luqman, we have uh, quite a few new guys that are in, and uh, I think um, this is not the Atlanta that we knew four or five years ago, or maybe like three or four years ago. Like, this, is,
1: this is not your, this is not your, your,
0: your child's Atlanta. No, <laughs> no, This is not the Atlanta that, that we chose five, 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 five in 2019. They, this is a complete different team now, and I think it's really good. Um... I'm so confident about this game, even though it's gonna be in Bergamo. I feel like we have oh, you Are you um, confident about Milan winning this game? Absolutely. I don't see any. I don't see. I don't see this game as a game that will. Um, I don't see this game as a game that will give us. I mean, it might be a little bit challenging, but I don't think it's gonna give us a lot of problem. At all based on the the, the the current um um Atlanta team, I don't see them
1: as a team that will. Okay, love. so What's this is thought? this is where the both of us differ, right? Because you, my friend, very optimistic, Dave. We should be uh-huh. calling you optimistic, Dave, <laughs> and then me, optimistic, Chen. So here's the truth, right? I'll analyze this game from... Like, I did not see Atalanta play. I saw the highlights. Mm-hmm. And I went back and I looked at their, their formation. There's a young defender. Okay, their biggest issue for me is going to be defensively because yeah. they actually made uh, San Beria look like... Uh, a very very fluid attacking team, which is good for Milan. Yeah, okay? and part of that is because obviously they sent back. I think it's the the morale. Yeah, and and uh, Romero left a couple of years ago, but they still yeah. haven't fully replaced him. So there's Okoli, very young kid. He's like 20 or 21. First game was last week. He did okay, but he's still young, right? Inexperienced. The problem I see for Milan is the change in formation for Atalanta. Atlanta typically typically plays 3-4-2-1. One. one forward, one attacker, one like one striker, number nine. One. It's either Zapata or Morreel. Morreel comes in for Zapata, and Morre scores almost always when he comes in, because that's his trademark. But this last weekend, they played 3-4-1-2. Two. two. So the uh Gasparini figured, I can give you two two atomic bombs at once instead of bringing them one at a time. And you know what okay. the problem is with that? You know what the problem is with that? Zapata alone can bully a whole defense by himself. You think bringing
0: Muriel and Zapata is gonna make a huge difference against Milan? I don't think so.
1: Oh yes, no, no, I'll tell you why it work Because the problem now is the Milan, like uh Tomori and uh what's his name, Kalulu would mm-hmm. now have to deal with two different category style of players. Oh. One is uh, Jasperini, one is the
0: Jasperini tried the same is he tried the same thing like last year against some teams and it didn't work out. No, well, but he didn't, play, he didn't play two forwards right. against Milan. The problem because, is, like, you know, feeding Morella and Zapata um, at the same time really takes away some sort of um, power from um, Atlanta team, which is the reason why I don't think he'll be thinking towards that against Milan, because he knows Milan is not the team that are gonna, that's going to sit back and let them pressure.
1: The only thing that I can tell you is, yeah. to be actually to Milan's advantage somehow, if he actually plays... Uh, the two forwards. That's what I'm saying. I don't, no, I don't think The advantage is, yeah, it will help Milan in this sense. Well, Milan's midfield would not be overwhelmed because the problem with Atalanta is that most of their good players are in the middle of the park, right? They're in the mm-hmm. midfield. Mm-hmm. And when they have an extra person there, Mm-hmm. and then you're playing, like, you're, you're Milan, you're playing two midfielders. It almost feels overwhelming sometimes, especially yeah. if you have your boy Diaz. Well, yeah. when you reduce the number of people in mid in the middle by spreading your, uh, by adding more guys in the, in attack, but then that means it's not as well physically overwhelming in the middle. I mean, like, there's a little bit more space, so maybe, perhaps it won't be as bad, because I'm assuming here that Pioli is probably still going to do uh, exactly what he did before, right? Which is... Uh, what's it called? Two midfielders, yeah. Rebic. Uh, no Rebic. Uh, your boy Krunich. Tonali so is going to be back for the Atlanta game. Hopefully. Well, I wouldn't actually rush Tonali. Just so I know, you know, I know, because, I know. But hopefully, because the season, the season is long. Although Italy is not going to the World Cup, but the season is long. You don't want yeah. him. You know, you don't want him a half feet just because you want to get three points now, and then you lose, you lose him for a, an extended period of time. But overall, Do you... you say Milan is the... going to win. Oh yeah, I yeah think yeah. I think it's too. I think it's too soon in the, too early in the season. And it's going to be a draw. I don't think it's a draw,
0: and I'll tell you why. Because I feel like we have, we have, um, we're gonna, we're gonna go to Brooklyn with a mentality of a champion, and I think that's what well, we yeah. But the problem I, is, it's too, sure. this it's, too it's too early in the season. It's too early, I know, and I agree with you. Yeah. I mean, if 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 we, if we if um
1: if Atlanta takes points from us, I don't think it's a big deal, but. I no, kind of when Milan like comes into the season, I bet you they actually think of guys like Atalanta, Inter Milan, and all of those people. Oh yeah, oh things. yeah. yeah. Okay. It's part of well game. maybe maybe four points, four points is a good good return for them. And do you, do and, you think do you think
0: um do you think any of our
1: new new arrivals is gonna be the uh, game? To, to start. Yeah. The the closest person that I see starting is mm. probably because this is how you have to think of it. Who needs to sit for somebody to come in? The only person that probably needs to sit is oh. your boy Junior. So if Junior Messias is sitting, that yeah. means um Mama, allow me, allow me to allow me to finish, okay, baby? I will wear you. Give me a sec. So yeah, if Junior Messias is sitting, so that means you can draft in KD uh, CDK, or you can actually actually because Atlanta is a very hardworking team, right? So you need mm-hmm. some you need somebody with a lot of energy. So perhaps this is my crazy idea, perhaps you play rubbish on the right side and then you well, bring honestly. in the defense striker. This is your good. idea of
0: I'm, playing I'm not. Okay. Like, you know what? I don't I don't think it's a good idea. And I think uh, you, see, you think you has not evaluated
1: this already. I think he has. I just well, can like Okay, so where did Rebic play before before uh before he, like two years ago? Before last year. I bet you like Rebic played on the either on the right side or on the left side. You no, know, he played more so, on the left. Okay, well, you know what, let's see what happens. You know, now purely you might just say, okay, well, it's too early in the season to start tinkering, so I'll play the same people. But I, I promise you this. If he what does a, the same thing... What's your prediction? If he plays, if he plays Junior Messias yeah. again... Mm-hmm. Hmm, well, um, let me... What's your playing. prediction? My prediction is, again, it's a draw. Most likely. I'm meaning, actually, it's a draw. The reason I'm saying draw is simply because, trust me, man. these two teams don't even know what they stand for yet. Every season, a team has to build a character, right? Right. Unless you're Manchester City and Liverpool. Even this new Liverpool city, lots of changes, right? All of a sudden, they need to figure themselves out. You have to build a character. Know what you are. Are you going to be a defensive team or a very high-attacking team? Milan hasn't figured that out. Last year, we were a very good defensive team. Right? That's how we won the league. Mm -hmm. Well, look at this year. I told you that the game was going to end 3-2 or 4-2. Why did I say that? Because I don't see that defensive concentration and solidity yet. Now, they still are trying to figure it out. So maybe perhaps this is the year we actually become a a full-fledged attacking team. (laughs) And, no, literally. And guess what? Well, if you become an attacking team against Atalanta, you're probably going to concede a couple of goals. So Milan will probably score two. So, to me, I see a 2-2 draw. Okay. Or maybe at a time I just edge it just a little bit because they are anyways.
0: Close. Yeah, my prediction for this game is Milan winning two goes to one.
1: Of course, and, it's your normal prediction, two and, one. Giroud, and, and it's, is gonna really be,
0: it's gonna be, Giroud, it's gonna be coming in or Girou coming in, or maybe even if you start, I know Jud is gonna is gonna score. That's all I know. He he knows how to do it in big games. And it will step up again this weekend. Oh,
1: by Vancouver, the way, like, yeah, go ahead. Milan. By the way, Milan has won three consecutive games against Atalanta, which is a yes. good thing, right? So it's 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 good to see that. But like, I I think game week two, man, it's so it's so hard to evaluate. We just watched them play. To me, game week one, two, I almost like an extension, extended extended pre by the third, by you know, yeah, literally, it is. Especially with the precision we just had, exactly, right? exactly. Where we did play a lot of good teams, uh-huh. but by the time we actually go like three, four games into the season, then now you yeah. have a flow. Everybody knows. Everybody's legs are feeling it. They're like getting in the groove of things right now. Like this is the guys that are probably still wearing their trackers. They're on their precision trackers on the back, trying to figure out who's fit and who's not. I'm not making this up. So to me, it, you know, like it, it is a little early, right? But I like your optimism. If Milan wins, I'm going to be so excited. Um, so I look forward to the game. It should be a fun game, actually. Anyways, thank you so much. It's yes.
0: Another um, wonderful um, conversation. For, about by the way, for Forza Milan and
1: uh, the, yeah, and I think yeah, let's see. I'm I'm optimistic, but not that I'm not as optimistic as you just a little <laughs> optimistic. Thank you for listening to Davy
0: and Chain Talks Milan again. I'm looking forward to seeing you guys next week. And yeah, when I return. Obviously, it's going to be your face, chin. Milan, two, Atalanta, one. Bye, everyone. Take care, guys. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.